When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Greetings and well met ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 107 of Tales of Tamriel brought to you by the Dungeon Crawler Network and of course our sponsors over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. I am your host Agelos and with me this morning we actually do have a full cast today and it's fantastic. Uh, first off Avi Optimal, how are you sir? I'm doing good. I have a sore throat, man. I'm hoping that I can mute my mic before I cough every time. Nice. That is the goal. That, that, that's the one goal of the show, and that's what I, you're working on. I aim, to, I aim to achieve it, but if you guys get one of my nasty coughs, just know it's all Krabby's fault. It's all Krabby's fault. <laughs> Hashtag blame Krabby. Yes. Also joining us, you may have uh, noticed, well, know him from all over, um, he is our guild leader on our EU side on the PC Mega server. He created the amazing fishing tr- teaser that he did for us for our fishing <laughs> nights. And he's been on the show before. That would be Arknir. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I slept for about 15 hours last night, so but I- I'm <laughs> <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> I actually debated I, I last that. night. I was like, we were getting ready for our group, and we were like, are we have enough people? I'm like, well, I know I can get Ark. Cause I'll just text him, but he's sleeping, so I don't want to grab him till the very end, till we know what we're doing. And no, I'm glad you slept, so that's good. I'm glad to. <laughs> uh, also joining us, the well, I'm trying to think of. I had a whole line here, and I just drew a blank. Um, one of our newest members at Dungeon Crawler Network, part of our Xbox uh, console reach out program that we're trying to do, and the guild leader of our Xbox One guild, Gentleman Sour. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I woke up from 6 o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at 3, so you can sum it up right there in three hours. All right. Well, um, a special day late happy birthday from the Tales of Tamriel, because yesterday was your birthday. I remember that. Thank you. 
So yeah, happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You, happy birthday. <laughs> so there we go. So now you actually heard a few more voices. You've probably seen Gentleman Sour uh, streaming on our Twitch cha channel. Just doing all sorts of random stuff. Uh, so I pretty much sprung this entire episode on these two guys like today, like 10 minutes before the show started. I'm like, by the way, Ark, gentlemen, why don't you just hop on in here? Just Let's just do it. <laughs> so it's it's kind of late notice. I just That's how I roll here. You, know? you don't even know you become a host until I randomly pull you into a call, and then all of a sudden, hey, by the way, we're live. Hey! <laughs> that's pretty much how it happened. One day, I, one day I got a message saying, hey, you want to be on Tails? I said, sure, and here we are over a year later. Yeah, do you want to be on Tails? Sure. Okay, hold on, accept this call. We are live! And <laughs> 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 like, oh, do I have patch notes? Patch notes are there. Check your mail. Check oh, your okay. mail. <laughs> uh, fidgeting and throw your microphone in. Yep, just I give no one any prep time whatsoever because that's how we roll here. And a uh, special hello to the chat room. Hey, chat room, thank you for showing up. I know this is uh, an off day. We're doing it on a Saturday rather than a Sunday because it is Mother's Day. And obviously my wife... Um, yeah, you know, got to celebrate Mother's Day for my, my wife and, of course, my own mom. Um, so there we go. All right, guys, we got a lot of news to go over. We're going to go ahead and jump right on into that. First off, um, I have it in the show notes. You can see it in our description below as well if you want to read the whole thing. But somebody over at the amazing Elder Scrolls Online forums, I'm actually going to roll up and, and see the name here, so I give them uh, Paulington. There we go. Um, and Dominoid, thank you, because Dominoid was there and did, did a lot of this. But he did a transcript of the PAX Q&A roundtable session uh, for Dark Brotherhood. Um, so the entire thing is over on, you can see it in our notes, you can see it on the official form. So if you didn't get a chance, go ahead and take a look. We're not going to go over all of it, because obviously when you have an open Q&A session at PAX, or anywhere like that, you get a lot of those softball-y questions where it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, everyone knows um, all the answers. It's just, yeah, that's what they did. They softballed can, can it. We, can we bring up question 13, please? Because yeah. I brought it up last episode, and I just think it's, it's amazing. It, that's actually the, uh, one of the ones yeah. I was going to bring up anyway. Yeah, it's... I, it just makes me so happy. Besides the fact that when asked, um, craft bags, how much stuff can I stuff in it? Rich says a shit ton. <laughs> and, then, and, and then when he gives the real answer, he says, I think there's something like 42 billion. So, yeah. So, uh, pretty much unlimited. There, there's a real, there is a limit to the crafting bags, but it's like 42 billion units or something like that. So yeah. um, I think someone even made a joke about it saying someone will probably fill it up, but it's entirely unrealistic that anyone would ever be able to fill it up. If they do, they play the game a little too much. And they to, and they don't do they, anything with their crafting they need, to, they need to go take a walk. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> impossible, I think. Because I, I was watching a stream, I don't know who who was that, but uh, she calculated it, and I think it required sixty thousand PTS templates to fill the crafting bag. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Because <laughs> um, I know that when you open up the, on the PTS, when you open up that uh, box of crafting goodies, it's just like stacks and stacks of material. So. 
Um, that's, that's I don't know who would do that. Like, who thought to do that? Just be like, hey, let's just keep creating templates so we have tons of stuff until we fill out our crafting bags. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, there is some good stuff in here. A lot of stuff we already know, so I wasn't going to go over everything that was in this just because it would be dull and tedious. Since if you watch our show... You know we cover the news. We've talked about tons of this stuff already, and some of the questions, it's just kind of like, ugh, okay. You know, but that's that's what you get with Q&As. But I'm glad they went ahead and, and um, did this. There's some questions about housing in here, as well as veteran ranks and how they're going to work. Um, one of the questions I really liked is, um, with the removal of VR, can you tell us how veteran zones and Craglorn will be handled? And Rich Lambert pretty much said, uh, "I would like to do something with Craglorn, but there won't, uh, but it won't be there for Dark Brotherhood. However, we are converting the gold and silver zones over to champion points as well. Are rather changing the balance in there. You can go through the first few levels of CP really quickly, and you earn them at different pace compared to silver progression. So we're trying to rebalance. So, um, yeah, I'm curious how they're going to do Craglorn because it is a group." zone it was designed for a group of four players so now again right. that was vr what vr 14 12 and 14 so the grouping requirements are not quite there anymore but it's still designed that way um anyone have anything they want to talk about the packs thing before we move on i know we we just wanted to mention it and show that it, if you want to read the whole thing it's in our notes uh, I think I think one thing that's a little interesting is the idea of somebody sort of asks like, uh, what's going to happen with silver and gold content since it's going to be it's going to be leveled out to just the champion points now, mm -hmm. and we level champion points so fast, how will we gain XP? And they mentioned the idea of scaling down our characters. Really? Yeah. So if you're in like a champion point forty zone, then your character would be scaled down to champion point 40s, so you'd still get experience. And Rich said, "I don't love, I don't love scaling down, but you have a really good idea. Idea scaling the existing content—that's a good idea." So, okay. I wanted to bring that up. I thought it was kind of interesting. It's question 31. No, no, no. That's very interesting. Like, they—they yeah. they kind of do scaling already. Um. But they don't do scaling down, which I guess is the difference. Yeah, well, I mean, the I, one of the main things is, like, right now I'm BR 13, and if I go to Daggerfall, which is BR 1, I don't get any experience besides completing quests. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very low. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was kind of the idea, you know? Well, I know when champion points are out, a VR 16 is only equated to what 160 champion points or something like that and i don't know right. of anyone who can't get that in like 10 minutes <laughs> well that's well exactly that's the thing so that'd make a place like for the Evanheart pack Daggerfall, which would be what champion point 10 something along that line really low champion points one to ten mm -hmm. you know it's like oh well that's a low that's a low level zone that's just as low as 50 pretty much <laughs> i think asari is uh is um he's in chat room right now i don't know if he's trolling me or not but scaling down uh faction barrier removal and pve basically confirmed see that would actually be really cool like uh i know 
I would like to see the removal of um, of, of factions for PVE zones. So, like, really? yeah, I would. I think it would be really neat to be able to go to, um, I don't know, Daggerfall City and see level five, you know, Daggerfall people running around. I mean, we you kind of already of, do you want a bunch anyway. of You want a bunch of AD running around the rift? I don't know. I don't know, how I, I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> see, it wouldn't be so bad if they added that, um, the, the, the justice system PVP so that I could kill them when they stole stuff. <laughs> then I'd feel better. But no, I actually think it'd be kind of neat. It would expand our ability to um, um, do guild events together. Like, when I do all my events, given most of my events are PvP-related, like Imperial City, so that would be out. But, like, if we were doing Craglorn or um, uh, Rothgar or Hughes Bane yeah. world bosses, things like that, you have to have an EP character. And it'd be nice to be able to bring everyone together. I mean, PvP is what it is. You still are separated out, but um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Um, and Sarge's like, no, I'm being serious. The level disparity there would be the biggest obstacle. With downscaling, they could easily put um, a travel to command to hop into another faction's variant of the zone. Yeah, I guess they could. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Indeed. And they could they could do it like the uh, when we are in a dungeon or trials when you leave the group it starts instantly starts to kick you from the dungeon or um, the trial mm. it could be done like that as long as you are in a group you could travel to your I don't know, group leader's faction as soon as you leave the group you could get kicked out to your own faction whatever that is I think what they should do because there's already three versions of everything right there's the normal version the one to fifty the silver and the gold. Right? When you're, they should change it so when you're doing the 1 to 50, once you're finished with your main story, all the zones get converted to silver. Okay? Once you complete the silver, all the stuff gets converted. Or at least once you finish everything, maybe not even that, but once you finish silver and gold content, you should be able to unlock the gold version of every single zone if you want to. You know what I mean? So, like, that your Ebonheart pack zones are gold. Like, I'm having heart pack, my zones are 1 to 50, so I go to Shadowfen, the stuff is like 20 or 30. I should be able to choose, once I hit VR 16 max level, to go, you know what, I want everything zoomed up, so no matter where I go in the world, I get experience, I get champion points, I get, you know, mm -hmm. materials that are good. Be nice. yeah, it's, it's a shame that you have to play your favorite zone through 1 through 50, and it's like a cakewalk. Yeah. And you can't experience yeah. it like you want to being actually a challenge. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that would be really, really neat to do. Okay, as I grab on here. Next little bit of news. Um, again, this is going to be in the show notes for anyone who's interested, but um, Reddit, or not Reddit, Imager user Horizon Seeker, and they were on Reddit, I can't remember their Reddit name, um, went ahead and took screenshots of all of the new crafted sets if you haven't got a chance to play on the PTS where you get all these, um, they got all of the new Dark Brotherhood sets available, and you can now look at them and try to do a little bit of uh, theory crafting as you go. I know there's like the the one that really, really, really interested me 
it's kind of situational, and yet it's still, like, I can imagine the execute phase on this, the gladiator's gear. Um, because the two set and three set add weapon critical, the four set adds weapon damage, and the five set is your light and heavy attacks deal an additional 600 and, or, uh, 660 weapon damage to targets below 25% health. That's pretty mm -hmm. sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good for boss burning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's that's fantastic. But see, it, it kind of hurts your overall DPS, you know, at the start. Because you can't change armor mid-fight, so it's not really going to help there. But mm. there's a whole list of gear that's available. If you want to check it out, the link will be in our show notes as well. Um, something that I know I'm going to be looking forward to as soon as I can find it on this list. Uh, is that it? Yes! The Jerkin of Imperial Physique. I was just gonna bring that up too. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who does our PV, yeah, everyone who does our Imperial City Night will probably want to grab this, because while you're the five set bonuses, while you're in the Imperial City, you tap into the power of the Telvar stones you are carrying, increasing your health, magic, and stamina by nine, about a thousand. Um, while you have a four X um, Telvar stone multiplier, this effect is increased by six hundred percent. Whoa! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! I just want to collect Telvar stones. <laughs> the game. Yeah, he, he, the here's game the thing. The when was the last time any of us got 4x Telvar stones? Uh, yeah, I tend to cap out around the 2x or 3x, I should say. Yeah, it... that's true. And we'll have to stop being reckless. And I don't think I will <laughs> ever stop being reckless. I don't know. I know. I've been actually trying to save my stuff for my Telvar stones because they actually. Um, they actually had a really awesome thing where you know how when you open the the bags in Telvar there's or with Telvar stones for gear and stuff like that there's a chance to get the polymorphs it's small well they've actually now changed it so they've added the polymorphs directly as that you can purchase with Telvar stones so there's three polymorphs problem is of those three polymorphs they're 250,000 Quarter million Telvar stones per, so that's that's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, man, someone's angry typing right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that 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 is interesting, and I'm really gonna be farming for those. Um, all right, next little bit of news. I'm gonna try to pull this up on the stream here. So I got to add a new field. Cause I didn't do this beforehand, which I should have, but you know, whatever. Who cares? I'll just I'll do it at you know at will whenever I want. So selection criteria. Someone needs to vape for me a little bit. Avi, do some vaping. Well, you Overwatch. know, let's talk some Overwatch. Oh, <laughs> get off my call. Get off my call. I'm done with you. Man, you you seg you, you did a segue for me right into that I'm, one. Though. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Man, uh, All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and pull this up on the stream now that Avi completely screwed me over there. Um, our friends over at Tamriel Foundry, and of course our friend Dominoid, the great data miner that he is, went ahead and updated a bunch of information for um, that he found with the Dark Brotherhood patch. So, we're going to go ahead and go through some of that now. 
Obviously, as you can see, more consumables are adding a fatal poison on the screen. They're also adding a couple motif books. They're adding the Abba's Watch motif, Aldmari, Daggerfall, Ebonheart Pact, the Moreg Tong, Outlaw, Trinimac, and Malakath. Um, so all those will be coming to the Crown Store. Now, with that being said, this stuff will be in the Crown Store, but out of all of this, the Trinimac, I can see, they'll be on the Crown Store faster, but the Morag Tong will be available in the game first. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because they hasn't been in the game. Same with Abba's Watch. So I think both of those will be available in the game first. So we probably won't see Abba's Watch. I don't think Abba's Watch is in the game yet. Am I crazy? Like, I don't think it is. I don't believe so. I'm not sure. Yeah. So Morag Tong and Abba's Watch will probably... Oh, no, appear in the game to be collectibles first so we'll see we'll see them um in the game as collectible items before we see them anywhere else so that's that's kind of neat all right um scrolling back down here we also have some costumes um shagorath male <laughs> costume yeah yeah i know uh pretty awesome the toxic, mm -hmm. the toxin doctor, had a lot of of comments about that one. You can see that on mm -hmm. the screen now. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the priest of green costume, but of course they're adding a little bit more imperial costumes in there just for you role players out there. I know that in fe uh, imperial female mid looks pretty hot, and the imperial female low. So Avi, you know. Oh, I you know. Get get your girls oh, in that. So I think they're already on the PTS, right? Um, I know the. I'm pretty sure. The, I know all the like male ones are in the imperial female low. I, I think can't remember the other two. Toxin Doctor, I know is, and I think Priest of the Green is as well. Yeah, the imperial male low and male mid are on there for sure. Are you, the um, go ahead. Ag. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. Are the um. The low, mid, and high is that like, a, like a class system? Yeah, I think it's you know nobi nobility versus commoner. Because yeah. if, if I'm gonna pull it back up here, but if you look at the the difference between the 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 uh, medium or mid and low, the low mm -hmm. kind of looks like a threadbare kind of short dress, whereas the 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 mid is more of an elegant full length dress kind of deal. So it, I think it's just class restrictions. New mounts coming. Of course, they're all wolf mounts. So Wicked Wolf is probably just, you know, <laughs> crapping a brick right now. And our chat room also. And our chat room also, yes. The wolves the wolves are real, and they are definitely exciting. Um, we got the Highland Wolf, which is one of the first ones we'll see. Uh, the Red Pit Wolf, Ice Wolf, which I want, and a Doom Wolf. So we'll see at least four new wolf mounts coming into the game. <laughs> which is definitely exciting. Um, I really like the wolf mounts, but I have an issue. That issue is I really like my Ratadou Tiger, my you know my my yearly or uh, for subscribing for a year to the game before it went buy to play. That reward is pretty awesome, and I don't ever think I'm ever going to change it. So one of my other characters may have to ride a wolf. I don't know, because while I want to ride the wolf, I don't want to give up my tiger. So. And the animation is pretty awesome on those wolves. Oh, yeah. They did Absolutely. a good job. The howling, and you guy kind of throws his arm up like, yeah, charge. So now I haven't, a good job. 
I haven't seen because I haven't been on the PTS. But how is the was how does the Doom Wolf look? Because on the picture it looks with red eyes. The only one yeah. that I saw on the PTS was the Highland Wolf. The other ones aren't yeah. on yeah. there yet. The other the other oh, three are on the PTS. No. no, unfortunately, we probably won't see those until later. Um, but they, it's not like they really need a ton of testing either, because they sh- they share the same rigging model, so it's just a it's just a texture reskin. So that's all it is. Someone in chat was saying, uh, um, I I'm just gonna call him Butch here, Bush, Bush, Bush. Yeah, Red Put Wolf looks kind of like a fox. It really does. I really like it. I don't know. I do it. Um, <laughs> Carly, Carly, one of our Patreon supporters in chat. It's very hard to top the camel mount and its awesome spit action. I agree on that. Yeah, new pets are coming in. The badger, black and white. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that pet and I'm gonna call it a honey badger. It's <laughs> honey badger. Uh, Chubloon, dragon viper, um, links, two Nix ads, no three Nix ads, and a pocket mammoth being added as pets for this um this patch as well so those are really exciting i have a question about nixads okay what are nixads like what are those creatures you know if i were to guess um if i were to guess Oh, I can't even say that in, in, over right. over chat. Like I'm watching chat, and last year's like, oh, and yeah, no, I can't even say that over over the show. So you should have been here to see what he said because that was funny. Uh, Nick's ads, they kind of look. If you, I'm gonna see if I can pull one up here. They kind of look like they're plant based, so I think they'd almost be like a a weird fey variant of the um of the. Why am I drawing a blank on them? The tree things. Help me out. Oh, the, Spriggans. the Spriggans. Yes. Yes. How could I forget Spriggans? It's Thais's favorite thing. The the book about Spriggans, you know, the child poem. Guess what? What? Spriggan butt. She loves that one. So, <laughs> Glasner says they're wing nopes. You know, I think they're kind of neat. Yeah, they, they're kind of like a, like a fae type creature, but, you know, probably related to Spriggans, if I were to guess, just by the look of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, the last two things are miscellaneous changes. Uh, name changes are coming. So if you have a bad reputation, you can now change your name. Um, also, character slots. Yes. I'm waiting for Avi just to go nuts over character slots. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited, even though I would have liked this four months ago. But, hey, I'll take, I'll take them. I'm excited. He'll end up deleting them all anyway. <laughs> True. He's like, definitely I, got I, a point. That's been done to happen. Yeah, he's definitely got a point there. Um, yeah, a lot of people seem to be excited about these plant fairies. Take all my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are coming with the Dark Brotherhood patch. Now, obviously, they are part of this. We don't know when they're gonna appear. They generally roll in a couple months at a time, so they'll probably split this entire section into three months because that's what they do. They bring a new Crown Store shipment every month. So they'll take parts of this and do it one, you know, as at launch, there'll be a couple items a month in, two months in, three months in, and that's, that's when we'll see everything. So in about three months time, you'll be able to get pretty much everything that's there more than likely with uh, the exception. Uh, jealous. Yeah. Have you seen the dragon viper? Have you used it on the PTS? I have not used it on the PTS. I have looked okay. at it, but I have okay. not used it. I have to, I have to say something about this. this okay. Real fast. Okay. When you walk. <laughs> 
the arc knows we can, our minds got blown. Okay, so when you walk, it walks behind you, but if you jump on your mount and start riding, it jumps up and it flies behind you. Does it really? Yeah, it it's awesome. awesome. It's so cool, and then it sits, when you're like sitting idle, all of a sudden a little bird will start flying around its head and it jumps up and just completely devours it and just one feather starts falling to the floor. Uh, <laughs> it's easily become my favorite. So. Yeah. Are the next ads on the PTS? Yes, they uh, are. Yeah, they How are. How big are they? Are they like Spriggans or? No, smaller? they're they're smaller. Mm. Uh, Amanda Gray said something in chat that I wanted to say. It's crazy how exciting, including her, people get about non-functional crap. You know what the most exciting thing about this entire patch is? The fact that when you log into your, your game, on the login screen when you see your character, it shows your costume, which yes. mount you have equipped, and what pet you have yeah. equipped. It's so awesome. I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. <laughs> and I think because it was a surprise, you know? We didn't, we didn't see it coming until we logged on to PTS and it was right there and everyone went, whoa. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you want to talk about non-functional crap. Who really, who, what purpose does that really serve to the game other than just being awesome? And I, I think it's fantastic. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Big news coming up with Dark Brotherhood. We got the launch details for Dark Brotherhood, including pricing. Um, the Dark Brotherhood price uh, for the Dark Brotherhood Collector's Bundle, which includes Dark Brotherhood DLC, five experience scrolls, the Wolf Mount, and or the Highland Wolf Mount, and one of the Nixad pets is set at 4,000 crowns. Um, I'm trying to find where the other price would be i think it's two thousand crowns by itself so do you guys think that's a a fair price for this i would think so i think so yeah okay i mean the the bundle or the dlc alone the the bundle by itself i think is actually a a, a good um price like well the bundle is great because if you bought everything separately it's actually more expensive mm -hmm. so if you were planning on getting experience scrolls and buying like the thing is i'm always subbed but even i've considered buying this because i'm sitting there going well then i'll have the dlc i'll get the pet and amount which i'd want anyway and experience scrolls which you know whatever um but it's actually a very good value, but yeah, for the um, normal version only being, I think, 2k crowns, is that a good price for Dark Brotherhood? Now, how much was the um, Thieves Guild? I think, was that 2.5 yeah. or 2? Uh, I want to say it was the same as this. Was it? Yeah, so 2,000, so what is that, 20 bucks or something like that? Well, to get 1,500 crowns outright, it's... Um, Fourteen ninety nine to get the twenty five hundred or or uh, yeah twenty five hundred crowns. It's like twenty three ninety nine. So yeah, it's like twenty three bucks to get this with a little bit of extra crowns. Two thousand is pretty cheap overall. Like it's actually not that expensive. I'm sure some of you guys have spent more on other games. <laughs> I, I, mean, I agree. I mean, to a new DLC to me at least because I'm a slow leveler and I go through everything as much as I can. It adds around. I don't know, 50 to 60 hours of gameplay for me. Like, taking screenshots and all included. <laughs> right. I pay much more money to some single-player games that are, that has, like, I don't know, 10, 20 hours gameplay. True. Included, I mean, if 
without counting the multiplayer, but you get to group up in this DLCs too, which has a multiplayer, so I mean, it's, it's a fair price for me. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've spent more crowns on mounts. <laughs> yeah. <Hello. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? So, um, let's see what else they got. And so that's pretty much the main thing that they announced here was that the price of it, and I think they, I'm trying to find it on here. I know they announced the date. Why am I... Why am I losing that? Because this, this is actually... Oh, there it is. Um, Dark Brotherhood, the latest DLC uh, for the Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, is available on the ESO PTS right now and launches on PC and Mac on March 31st and both Xbox One and PS4 on June 14th, so two weeks later. So there we go, guys. End of... Uh, end of... Or not March 31st, May 31st. What in the world am I talking about? So at this point, we're looking at less than a little over three weeks, and we'll have yeah. the new thing. So that's pretty awesome. Like, I actually didn't think it was coming quite this soon. Um, because, wait, isn't this Q1 is... No, they would have had till June, I think it is, for Q2, isn't it? Isn't, isn't June... June. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they would have had they getting this out about a month ahead of time. So well, you said that uh, PS4 and Xbox is getting it June 14th. Yeah, but you know I'm gonna say this. That's that's and gentleman Sour he can confirm this with being Xbox. It's not it's not the fact that like even if they put it to the end of the, their three months, they still have to wait for Xbox and PS4 to verify the patch. So there's always a later time mm -hmm. because. You know, the patch is out. Yeah, that's great. But then they have to present it to Sony and Microsoft and say, hey, here's our patch. And they run it through their own QA, which takes two weeks or whatever. I think it's logical. It's only logical that, you know, we Xbox and PS4 users just get it two weeks later. Right. Right. I'm saying that's why we're seeing it as early as May 31st is mm -hmm. simply because of that reason alone. Okay, Danny, Danny Schwenk, question, will it be ready for prime time? Are you talking launch? I'm assuming when this DLC comes out, they've been doing pretty good. When a DLC drops, it's normally, they take the servers down around 8 in the morning or so, sometimes a little earlier, and they're normally done by 3 or 4 in the afternoon Eastern time. So by prime time, if you're on at least the uh, East Coast being, what, 8, 9 o'clock, Seven, seven to nine being prime time, I guess. Um, yeah, you should be perfectly fine. Um, so I don't see an issue. This is going to be a big patch. It's going to be probably one of their biggest patches with the removal of vet ranks. So you know, there's a lot coming with this. Uh, Spirit, why doesn't Zoss ask for approval earlier for console? I play on console and hate waiting. Honestly, I don't. We don't know exactly when they submit. For all we know, it could have been done a month ago, and it's been waiting for Microsoft and Sony. I'm not exactly sure um, why they do why why they don't try to do a, a simultaneous release by holding PC back or presenting it earlier. I don't. I don't know why they've decided to go. PC first. A lot of people, if you really want to think about it, <laughs> especially when they announced console and buy to play, it was the PC was the year-long beta test for ESO. <laughs> so maybe they're throwing it to PC first. That way they can hammer out a lot of the bugs before it actually gets to Xbox and PS4. Um, because they've done that already. Because by the, Xbox and PS4 don't experience near the issues 
Um, not saying they don't experience issues, just not near the ones the PC does, because the PC, they figure it out quick, you know, right away on the PC. They get the hotfix out, and then they send that hotfix to Microsoft and Sony and get that in there all at one shot. Yeah, James Harvey just said they said at the beginning they wouldn't hold up PC content for the consoles, and being a console player, I think that's perfectly fine. I mean, PC players have been playing this game for how long now? Three years? Uh, well, yeah, we've been we've been podcasting for over two, so yeah, we actually just had our two, second year anniversary in ESO. That's oh, what right. the whole yeah, cake was about. <laughs> right, true, yeah. But I think, I definitely think that I don't blame them for not wanting to hold up the PC content. Yeah. The exactly. veteran players from PC deserve the, uh, the two weeks of early content, in my we opinion. Deserve, we deserve all the bugs. We deserve all the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of bugs, this week we had a patch 2.3.10 that featured a few fixes uh, for some combat abilities, animations, achievements, and itemization. Um, and fixes an issue where your character could die immediately after entering Cyrodiil. Well, if you're a bad PvP player, that's, they're just trying to cut out the middleman work for you. <laughs> so that patch was approximately 625 megs in size, and that hit us on, what, Tuesday or something like that, so couple bugs that they fixed included the dungeon finder completion rewards for white gold tower were not actually working so if you did do a dungeon finder and somehow or another managed to with a pug defeat white gold tower you weren't actually getting rewarded um so that's a thing uh more changes to mall of lorcage that uh rockot the fang of lorcage had a few things that needed fixed um and fixed an issue where horse mounts were not displaying their idle animations correctly, as well as a couple other things, such as uh, regeneration got a big fix, rapid maneuvers, they fixed an issue where the bonus from this ability and its morphs would affect group members at any distance uh, instead of just within 20 meters. So if you randomly were in a group, weren't even in the same zone, and all of a sudden got hit with it, maybe that's, that's what that was. Um, and a fix to purge where the bonus ability and its morphs would affect group members at a larger distance. So both of those were were great. Um, did you guys notice anything of note that you wanted to mention from these notes? It, it was small. It was just an incremental patch, so bug fixes and things like that. I didn't even realize there was a patch. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, see, that's how min minuscule this patch was. I didn't even realize there was one. So... Interesting. All right, so we got a little bit of feedback. We want to, not feedback, but, you know, official forum feedback. Not us, but I want to mention that MMORPG.com had an article with Brian Wheeler that discussed a lot of PvP. I am not going to go over that here because you should go over to MMORPG and, and get, you know, give them their clicks. But I wanted to mention that it was there. It's an interesting little interview. It's only a couple questions, but they talk about PvP uh, very extensively. Um, specifically, I know one thing that uh, uh, Glassnir and I are very excited about in in uh, in our guild is the capturable districts within Imperial City with Dark Brotherhood, which is really freaking awesome. Um, and they talk about that briefly in there. So if you want to check that out, MMORPG.com. There's an article with Brian Wheeler on PvP. Go ahead and check that out. All right. We have three more things we want to talk about in news. First off, let me pull it up here. Um, an interesting little piece of news 
in patch 2.4.x, so they don't know when it's going to happen, but sometime whenever we get it, they are reinstituting the the thing that new characters will be going to the starting islands after the Cold Harbor tutorial rather than being dropped in Vocal Guard, you know, Davin's Watch, or Daggerfall City. You will now be going to um, Canarthi's Roost, Star, um, uh, Belkarth, or. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Help me out here. What's the name? Uh, Bleak Rock. Bleak Rock. Bleak Rock Isles. This got removed back in near the end of beta that yeah. it wouldn't force you to go back to those islands, but now they're putting it back. What do you guys think if, about that? If I remember correctly, they uh, back at the end of beta, you weren't able to just jump on the boat and travel back to were you? You know what I mean? Like if you if you landed in a Bleak Rock, you weren't able to just jump on the boat and head to Stonefall. You actually had to do the quest there. Yeah, no, that is true. That is very true. There was not a um, you had to do the quest. You had to go through the entire storyline to get off the island. Yeah. Um, so I think this, what this is a, this is a good change. Yeah, I think what they're doing here is now they're just gonna drop you on the island because it is kind of. The whole idea is when you escape Cold Harbor, for anyone who hasn't done it, which if you're watching our show, if you're just deciding to play, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of spoilers here. But when you escape Cold Harbor, you get sucked through a dark anchor, and you're literally just dropped into Nern again. And the main story has always been that you've fallen in water and someone's drug you out of the water. And it's always been a little dis like jarring because when they dropped you in, in Davin's Watch or something, you'd run along... You talk to someone, they're like, oh yeah, we fished you out of the water, and you're sitting there in Davin's Watch going, where? This is all land. There's no water. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I started in a house. Yeah, you start in a house somewhere. Oh yeah, we pulled you out of the water, we took you to Bleak Rock, but then we took you all the way back <laughs> here. So if you ever want to go back to Bleak Rock, just talk to me. Um, and I never really liked that, because the story of Canarthi's Roost and Bleak Rock and, and Belkarth really set um, set a nice pace for the overarching story of your faction, as well as you get to meet a couple people, like NPCs, that follow you throughout the zone. And if you don't do those those starting areas, they don't make sense when they show up. Especially uh, especially Canarthi's Roost, because that's where you meet Razumdar. Mm, yep. And Razumdar sticks mm. with you throughout all of the AD stories. So. Uh, Ayla Earthturner is another one for EP. Like, you yes. see her in the beginning of the rift, but you first meet her on Bleak Rock, and she does, like, and again, not going to tell you the story on it, because it's a really good story, but if you meet her, she's a completely different person, just her, her, her manner, the, her mannerisms and the way she acts is different from, in Bleak Rock than when you meet her in, in, uh, the rift. So if you only saw her in the Rift first, it wouldn't make sense why she's acting the way that she is. And if you uh, if you don't do Bleak Rock and then you start the Rift and you meet her, it's like a, a hi, how you doing? I'm Ayla Earth Turner. Yeah. And you don't get any other backstory. But if you do do it and then you run into her, it's like old friend, how are you? It's been so long. So Dang. it changes. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the stories, and, and, and a little uh, people in chats like, no one cares about Ayla. Well, it's it, it doesn't really matter if you don't like her at all, but the fact is her story evolves through the entire zone. 
like through the entire Ebonheart Pact, her story, what happens to her, follows you from Bleak Rock to the Rift. So it, it, it's an interesting story, and you don't really want to miss that. Yeah. And the lore-wise side aside, I mean, uh, to someone that just started playing Elder Scrolls Online and doesn't know the system, starting right at the Devon's Watch or another big city could be confusing, intimidating. And if they don't know about the starting aisles and they just start doing quests, they are going to get underleveled. Like, mm, if, yep. you don't, if you don't do the, do the starting quests, you, you are going to be underleveled. So to new players, that's, that, that could be a problem too. Mm-hmm. James Harvey says, yeah, I liked how it was before the change. See, here's the thing that I really like with this change. You drop on Bleak Rock, but you can take the boat and go anywhere. That would, see, I don't think, I think Zoss did a knee-jerk reaction to mm-hmm. the change. People were complaining that Elder Scrolls should be open world, right? I shouldn't, you know, obviously when you're leveling 1 to 50, it's a little, it's a little theme park because, you know, you're going from zone to zone to zone. But in theory, at level 1, you could run all the way to the rift. You probably wouldn't be able to fight anything, but you could do it, right? The idea is having the world be open, and they've made these steps. But when they first did it, people were complaining like, oh, I'm stuck on this island. I have to do this island. It takes me to another little island or another little part, and then I have to do that before I can move on to the main zones. That's not the way it is anymore. Um, The way they're doing it now is you will drop on the island, but if you want to, you could take the boat to Davin's Watch or to... um, uh, uh, Balfoyen, or you know, and, and then once you hit, finish your zone, you can, or your your main story, you can then go to silver and gold. You no longer have to go silver and then gold. You can go gold and silver. You could do you could do both at the same time. You know, spend some time in one zone, jump to the next. They've really opened the world up, which is really cool, and and desperately needed. It makes it feel very Elder Scrolls. So I'm glad they're putting it back. I just, the change was not, I wasn't very fond of the change when it first happened. All right, Gina Bruno came to the forums, and we are talking about a little bit of feedback going on for the enchanting changes that happened, and I'm going to read what she says here. Hey, guys, thanks for your ongoing feedback on the enchanting changes for Dark Brotherhood. We're definitely listening and appreciate the concern regarding the inability to harvest potency runestones. As a result, we're planning on trying a modification to the existing runestone harvest loot table so it will always provide an uh, an essence and an aspect as it does now but it will provide a one-third chance at a potency instead of a chance um, of a bonus aspect rune. The potency runestones will continue to be offered by vendors and give you the option of buying instead of harvesting as desired. This change will be implemented in an upcoming PTS update, and we will continue to monitoring the feedback and matrix. I wanted to pull this up here, but I actually didn't know what the PTS change was. Like, do you guys remember what they're doing with? We thought it was a bug. So pretty much when you walked up to, like, an aspect when you walked up to a rune and you opened it, you got, you, if it was like shining red, so you're like, oh, it's an aspect oh, yeah. rune. It came, it came with like a potency rune and an aspect rune. Sometimes it came with two aspect runes, so you get like a, a Ta, a Jajota, and uh, I can't remember the other names, like a Mokio or whatever they're called. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like oh, what, what happened? And me and Ark were uh, live streaming the PTS, and we were like, oh, yeah, that's probably a bug. 
And no, it's not a bug. It's a real thing. It was kind of strange. And the rune didn't say aspect rune. I'm, if I remember correctly, it just said like rune or something like that. So they they're, they're essentially getting rid. They're just going to have one node. And when you open it up, you get an aspect and uh, an essence rune. And you bought the potency based on your level. So there's no longer red, blue, and green known nodes out in the world anymore. It's just one. Right. I don't know why they would make that change. I think that's kind of dumb, and it's like, you, no offense, it's like, you wasted your time doing this? Why? It's, it's, it's that big of a hassle for people to walk around and pick up three colored runes. It right. makes finding an aspect rune just that much more exciting. When you walk up and you see, the, you see a rune and you're like, oh, it's glowing red. And it's like almost, it almost becomes like a money maker. Like, oh, God, I can make so much money if I get a Kuta or a Rakuta right now. And it's normally a taw, but <laughs> I like what James said. Um, <laughs> it kind of fed off what you said. Why would they? Why would they change how these work? Were they bored with no bugs to fix? Yeah, right. <laughs> they have no bugs to fix. It, I don't know. It, I, I, I guess. I guess it probably. They probably had their reasons for doing this. I'll give them that. They probably looked at their metrics and went, "Wow." people are running by potency, you know, blue and green runes, because who cares? Everyone jumps out of red because, hey, maybe I'll get a Kuta. More likely you'll get a top, but maybe I'll get a Kuta. Um, but now they're changing how how they're doing this so that when you open a... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess it simplifies it down that, like, when you open it up, you always get both a, a, an aspect and an essence rune, I guess it'll make people grab a bunch, but as someone said in chat, now they'll have even more essence runes. I mean, I grab everything because crafting bags, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like having to buy a potency. I like being able to find them in the world because if I have mm -hmm. to buy a potency, that automatically lowers my profit value. Like, especially yeah. when I'm doing Ritz. I only get 600 and some gold and, and maybe a chance at a Kuta and stuff like that. But if I have to buy a, a rune and I saw that they were pricing at, like, 2,000 gold, I'm like, I'm losing money buying potency runes. You know, like, it, it, it's... It, and it kind of kills the market at that point because who's going to sell them? Because it's like, well, now they're vendor trash, right? You just buy them from a vendor. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like that. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't mind having it all together. I mean, great. Now, now they'll actually be picked up, so that's a plus, you know, because people run by yellow runes and and stuff like that because it's like no one no one bothers. But I would like it to have, you know, when you when you grab one of those runes, it's a chance at one or all of them or two of them or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. It choices. There's um somebody in the official feedback thread who commented right after saying, "I've been trying to level my enchanting. It's a slog. It feels worthless. It's already a punishing time sink, and now they want to make it a gold sink as well." <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean, I when I see runes, I don't I don't think of enchanting. I think of selling them and making gold. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. I see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm a mat hoarder, just like uh, um, Bush in chat was saying. Uh, I even collect the essence runes. I have tons of them, because you never know when you might need them. So, 
Eric Robel went to the chat room or into the forums here, not our chat room. That would be awesome, though, Eric Robel. You can stop by anytime you want. Dark Brotherhood <laughs> combat changes. He wanted to talk a little bit about all the different stuff that's changing in the Dark Brotherhood and a few of the big hits. First off, heavy armor. And I want to, I'm going to read this verbatim. A pillar of the ESO experience is freedom and ex exploration, being able to play how you want. We want you to create characters that are fun while still being successful in combat. To support this goal, all three armor types need effective need to be effective in multiple situations. Our changes to heavy armor focus on giving more resources and more damage while retaining the feel of a character in heavy armor. We also need to be careful of not invalidating light and medium armor usage. All three armor types must be desirable. This means heavy armor needs to be useful for tanking, but it also effective for dealing damage. It's a fine line to walk. To achieve this, we've added a new passive that gives increased weapon and spell damage, but only when you are hit. This, in addition to the resource gains from Constitution, help distinguish the heavy armor playstyle from light and medium. The longer the battle goes on, the more hits you take, the more of an advantage you accumulate. This makes using elemental spells, heals, or melee attacks in full heavy armor powerful. Heavy armor has more resources and damage than before, but it's still less than light or medium armor. Light and medium armor give you a little more damage and resources, while heavy armor gives you a little more survivability. Simply equipping heavy armor doesn't make you an unkillable fortress, and wearing all light armor doesn't make you a pinata. Well, however... Other customization options such as enchantments, traits, and champion system and attribute points uh, will move you in the direction of your choosing. Heavy armor changing how it works. Um, <laughs> and Spirit, I will definitely do that as well uh, near the end. Um, heavy armor adding damage. What do you guys think? I know Asari was sending me messages going he's determined to make heavy armor work as a DPS build. I like it. You do? B yeah, because you know me. I don't wear anything other than heavy armor. Mm -hmm. I can't play a DPS. That is obvious. Uh, and, but I still, you know, go through the solo content, Milestorm Arena and stuff like that. My main problem is that um, I, since I don't have any DPS, it takes a lot of time. I tried tanking through Milestorm Arena, and it took two hours. Normal Milestorm Arena took two hours as a tank. Yeah. So right now I can, uh, someone said in chat that only up to 200 uh, weapons damage, which is not great, but still enough for me. I could put Glorious Defender set in there, I'll get around 100 uh, weapon damage from that too, and there, I have a tank that is able to do solo content without slowing down, mm. and we, which is great. I mean, it won't work in, I don't know, in a trial or in a veteran dungeon, but for solo content, it helps me out a lot. It will help me out a lot, I think. Right. And I think it will help in, in, in four-man content as well, because you as a tank will then be generating a little bit more damage to help push things along. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, I know. You're not going to be queuing as a DPS in full heavy armor because your DPS is still not going to be as high as someone in full medium or full light yeah. or, or 511 or whatever the case may be, whatever meta you're trying to run. Um but, yeah, no, it, it, I, I do like the change. I like now knowing that they're capping it at weapon damage. Um, Asari probably hates me right now, but... It, and this is coming from a guy... I love heavy armor. 
I, I wish they would allow me to make my own costume by using crafted armor and convert it into a costume so I can make a full heavy um, merc gear and then just put it over my, my best in slot all seven medium, which I don't like the look of. I mean, I like it, but not as much as I like the full heavy. Um, but, you know, I, I'm one of those who I like the idea of the crusader with the full heavy armor and the big two-handed greatsword. That's, that's what I like. I don't like the medium armor. Um, but... It, it, the way it's done, um, it could prove to be an issue, especially like PvP-wise. Um, heavy armor is already sort of a meta, but now the damage is even going to be higher with with this. As long as you can keep the stacks going, um, I'm curious to see how long the stacks actually last for this. Like, is it only a couple seconds? Do you have to get hit at once every five seconds or so for the stacks before they wear off? Like that, there's a lot of questions I have for that. I mean, for solo play style, small group play style, this is helpful for tanks because they can now do stuff in a reasonable amount of time. Because I know even questing on my VR1, who's in a full tank gear, she'll never die. I can pull an entire zone and never die, but it'll take me 10 hours to down everything just because she doesn't do much damage at all. It, it, it's noticeable. Um, so yeah. this this will definitely be definitely helpful. Um, some people in chat, if they as a tank, they love these changes. Uh, gentlemen, Sour, um, do you play a tank? What are your thoughts on heavy armor? Um, I mean, I don't play a tank. I'm mostly DPS. And then now that I'm playing on PC, I took up obvious advice as going with a Brenton healer. Um, but I like the changes a lot. I think I think there's nothing negative that comes from these changes. Okay. Nice. Um, Avi, what about you? Yeah, I, I think it's a good change. If I ever do some DPS, I could finally uh, put some heavy armor on and actually look how I want to look. It's more about appearance for me. I'm sorry. I must say, I love I love the look yeah, of heavy the armor, and I never have scrolls. a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, half of my Skyrim mods are armor mods. So yeah, yeah. so. I like the idea of finally being able to have the thought of, oh, I can use heavy armor. So it's always kind of been like a just an armor, the armor trader set or whatever that I never look at or pay attention to because I have no need to wear heavy because I don't tank. Ark, here's a good question. Sorry in chat says this. Um, pretty sure you guys are obligated to talk about the bracing change. Do you remember what the bracing change was? Mm, I don't think so. What is it? Let me pull up my list here. Sorry, maybe you can enlighten us, because I remember having that note, but I don't have it written down. So if you want to enlighten us, we'll talk about it here in a minute. I'm going to try to pull up my guide here. Uh, speaking of guides, we've updated all of our skill line guides on DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com for Dark Brotherhood. So if you want to go read those, take a look. Uh, special thank you to Avi, um, Art, Gla uh, Glasnir, um, and a few other people in chat who were helping me get some of the screenshots I need. Um, <laughs> um, there we go. Oh, and it's just gone. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> bye, Bracing. Uh, oh, no, I'm still alive. I'm still not dying, so I, don't, I guess I don't have too much. Oh, black cost reduction. Wait, what? Is it gone? Yeah. What? Oh. Apparently. Um, I'm pulling. I might have a problem with using that. them, Athari. 
I'm, I might have a problem with that. I gotta pull up my guide for the uh, yeah. for the armor right now. I don't know if I. Oh, I don't think I touched the passives. That's a problem. Sorry, anyway. I haven't been able to follow up on Elder Scrolls Online news lately because <laughs> I'm busy. So that that's why I missed that one. Block cost reduction for bracing has been removed. People are flipping out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, block cost. Ouch. Ouch. Um, I'm going to let Asari keep elaborating in chat because he's going to be awesome in this. I should just pulled him on the show too. There's there's five <laughs> spots. Uh, charges. I'm going to talk about this and we'll get back to the bracing if he, if he enlightens okay. me a little bit in chat. For player, uh, for players, reliability is our top priority. Which, by the way, I was running charges like I have a charge on my bar, uh, critical, crit, critical rush, and I, and I like it. But oh my goodness, did I notice all the bugs with it when I was doing our uh, Imperial City night? Um, if people were on different elevations, you know, like they were up on on a on a platform, I could charge. My guy would run right to them, no problem. If they were in open view. My guy would just—he wouldn't move. It—it's crazy. Um, but anyway, we are continuing to prove the reliability and responsiveness of charge abilities, uh, specifically focused charge, <laughs> uh, critical charge, and shield charge over the past few updates. Uh, issues where you couldn't activate the ability are weapon swap immediately after the change were fixed. Uh, with this update, we worked to make changes or charges fire more reliably, even when in on uneven terrain. I didn't really have issue with uneven terrain, more like flat spaces I had issues. Um, the issue was caused by having to wait for a server to calculate a path between the caster and the target before starting the movement. And oftentimes, this calculation was failing. We've changed how charges work under the hood, so you now be able to charge up hills and downstairs in order to increase the reliability of these abilities. We're also allowing you to charge across gaps in terrain. Uh, there is this, still a height restriction, so you won't be able to charge up a keep wall. That's good. Our goal is to have these abilities firing consistently while maintaining as much realism as possible. We'll have additional fixes for this going on the PTS update. Charges, charges, charges. Um, oh, is focus charge finally being fixed? That's what they're saying, but I doubt it. Uh, so um, I don't have much hope. I don't have much hope for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, no. As soon as they said specifically focus charge, I was kind of like, yeah, no, not gonna <laughs> happen. Um, the other two work fairly good, but focus charge is just forever broken. Um, Asari saying, my understanding is that the bonus to block cost reduction from CP stacks differently and less effectively. So they removed bracing, which reduced the block cost, and now they are just allowing it to go through CP. Um, okay, it, it bracing was the heavy armor person. Now, now it makes sense. I for yeah. I forgot the name so. Yeah, I yeah I remember bracing heavy armor passive block twenty percent block reduction uh, if you were wearing five or more pieces. I remember that part. I didn't know it was completely removed. I was thinking about like there's a skill passive called wrath. So, but how is it still like five passes? Where where is that one go? So that's that one is bracing. Okay. Um. Uh, I'll let you continue on the uh, charge stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the out. charge stuff is just, it is what it is. They're trying to fix charges. Not a lot to talk about it. 
Um, then uh, for the bracing costs, um, yeah, it will be a big hit. But now that we can add um, block cost reduction to our items as a um, trait, it won't be a really big problem. I mean, if if the bracing still was there, I'll get bracing, 20% block cost from bracing, I'll get block reduction from um, champion points, and I'll get block cost reduction from um, the sturdy trait. I'd have, like, infinite blocking. I don't know. Mm. It would be... Nice, I'd be more immortal, but I'm already immortal, so it won't be a <laughs> big deal. Nice. Nice. Okay, I see. Alright, so there's a little bit of math in there. I like it. Damage shields. Talking about how these work. One of the changes I know they made, which they wanted to make it so damage shields were available to a lot of people. Because there were certain classes that had more <coughs> sorts. Um and it was just very hard to kill. Now they're changing a lot of this. One of the things that I really, really liked um, included, where is it at? The change to the annulment skill on light, on light armor. That now blocks all damage, not just magic damage. Oh, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it blocks all damage. So everyone now can have a damage shield that blocks everything which is, is fantastic. the same amount uh yeah same amount it just okay. now doesn't do spell it does everything so you know um so yeah there's there is that no that's really really cool so they're making some changes to to the damage shields vampires they're also making changes to how vampires work and they want the one cool thing about vampirism was managing the Z's. That means adding a reason to be in each stage and making it easier to manage stages. Now, each stage makes you more vulnerable to fire damage, but gives you cheaper abilities and activates more passives. This means there's a reason to be stage 1, but there's also a reason to be stage 2, 3, or 4, depending on your risk tolerance for fire damage. Since stage 1 means you take no bonus damage from fire, it's a great option when running scorching dungeons like City of Ash. Stage 4 gives you maximum cost reduction on abilities and full power from all the passives, so it's great when all the fires are out. Stages are now 6 hours long, so you have plenty of time to complete a dungeon in your desired stage. To give more control over vampirism stages, you can now activate a vampire ability that removes 30 minutes from the timer. Each ability activation plunges you deeper into vampirism, so use them carefully. To go hand-in-hand -hand with the updates on how vampire works, we've also updated abilities uh, and made them much made them more powerful. Mistform removes roots currently on your character, making it easier for vampires to escape sticky situation, and helps combat players uh, who use multiple snares. Drain Essence now heals for much more and continues to snapshot your health value on activation. This means if you cast the ability at high health, you will heal for a small amount, even if your health dips low. If you activate when you're very low health, it will provide a strong heal every tick, even if a healing, uh, if you receive healing from another source. This helps provide the feeling we are looking for vampire. High risk, high reward. Vampire changes. I actually like a lot of those changes. I like how the stages are now six hours per stage, so it's easier to maintain the stage that you want. 
Yeah, that's definitely nice. Because what was it, like 20 minutes before? Something weird like that? Yeah, you can you can change two stages to three stages just being in a dungeon, especially if you're doing, like, that, that uh, Dragon Star or something like that. You can be stage four by the end of it. Sorry, says, I like snapshotting skills. Feral's very tactical, meaning, like, yeah, if it snaps your health, if you do it at high, it will remain... Um, you know, if you don't take the risk when you use the skill, your hot doesn't grow in power as your health goes down. It's more powerful <clears throat> if you use it when you're almost dead, and then it remains that way even if you heal from other sources. So, yeah, it is very high risk, high reward. I like it a lot. Um, so, vampires are getting some pretty needed changes. I know uh, Krabby from the Dungeon Crawler Network was very excited about vampire changes because he liked the idea of being a vampire, but previous uh, incarnations of the skill were just not doing what they needed to do correctly. It, it just didn't feel like the right way of doing it. Do any of you guys play Vampire? Do you guys like these changes? I don't. I love the changes. I, mean, I, I, I don't play the Vampire. I love the changes. I think they're really good. I think it adds a lot of strategy, especially in, um, in PvP as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a PvE player, but in PvP, you know, the whole thing with the high-risk, high-reward, it definitely plays a huge part in it, especially with the snapshot healing. My other question is, they said um, you can now activate a vampire ability that removes 30 minutes from the timer. I'm assuming that's, that's taking up an ability slot? It probably, um, but it's it's probably something that you do when you need it. So it doesn't need to... It, only, it probably has a a timer like a, a cooldown timer um mm -hmm. so like it's something you put on your bar like okay for this fight i want to be level four vampire you know we're at the end of the boss we're all through all the fire i want to be a level four and just hit it and it subtracts time mm. and then you just move it off your bar so you probably wouldn't want this on your bar constantly like when it's um and this might not even be something, it might not even be a, a bar. It might be a, an option that you go into your character menu for. I've not seen it. Um, I would actually like it to be something that was in your character menu that maybe you just activate while you're in there. You yeah. know, um, something maybe even like a, a synergy that you can activate at, at specific times. Um, wasn't it any event? What was it? No, I don't. I no. don't believe it was any. It just says you can now activate a vampire ability. Yeah, it just says a vampire. Um, it doesn't actually say which it is. Um, I don't know. Like maybe it. Maybe it is. But see, that's something that it doesn't really make much sense. If it was any vampire ability, and not a specific one, how would you be able to maintain like stage one for City of Ash if any time you used a vampire ability, all of a sudden you got sunk down? I think it's a. I think it's going to be a separate ability. Okay. Well, Sorry actually says he's pretty confident it's any vampire ability. So anytime you use Mist Form or whatever, it sucks you further into vampirism, which I could see them doing. That, I, I, but... I like the idea, but I'm not too positive on if it is or not. I don't. I don't know. But, yeah, to give more control over vampires. So, it's pretty much if you only wanted vampirism for passives, you shouldn't use any vampire abilities. But the second you do, it removes 30 minutes. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess Asari could be correct on that. I am I am sorry. When I read it, when it said a vampire ability, I'm assuming it was something like a separate one. But 
the way it's reading now and the way he's describing it, and maybe I'll hop on the PTS afterwards and check that. Anytime you use any vampire ability, it sucks you further down. So if you were doing City of Ash on stage one, you'd have to be very careful not to use abilities. Like, you wouldn't want to use your Bat Swarm. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, or, or if you did, you'd want to make sure you were had plenty of time in which to do it so you wouldn't be spamming these abilities. Hmm. Right. Fighter's Guild. Fighter Guild. Fighter's Guild abilities were previously pretty niche and only useful in specific situations. We wanted to make them more broadly applicable in the way that Mage's Guilds are useful for pretty much all Magicka-based players who always have more options in choosing skills. We wanted to broaden the toolkit for stamina, and now Fighter's Guild abilities are useful for all stamina characters. Um, at, at the same time, we wanted to keep uh, the flavor and personality that Fighter's Guild offers. The first step we took was to remove the Undead and Danger requirement from all abilities and make them deal their bonus damage effects to all enemies, which they do, and it's fantastic. To keep Great a Monster change. Hunter theme... We put 20% damage bonus on Undead and Daedra on a skilled tracker passive, which before was the passive that only allowed your abilities to affect werewolves. So now it's a reason to take that passive, and it's one point. So yeah. To make all useful, um, all useful for standard builds, we change their damage type to physical, so they scale with armor penetration, weapon critical, and champion star mighty. Um, we're expecting to see a lot more players using Fighter's Guild abilities specifically in Overland, Dungeon, and PvP areas. Um, yeah, I'm actually contemplating whether or not the Flawless Dawnbreaker might actually be a viable DPS option now. To it's use at like, will. It's looking like it, yeah. Yeah, it's... It has a lot more potential now, so we'll have to, we'll have to test it out, but... I think this is, this is a great change. And I know there's a passive that for every Fighter's Guild ability you have on your bar, it adds like 3% weapon damage. So I know like I'm adding um, <clears throat> Rearming Trap to my bar in Dark Brotherhood because it gives me minor force, which is critical strike damage, as well as providing me with um, an extra 3% weapon damage. So, yeah, definitely awesome. And finally, improved item traits. They went around and changed a lot of the traits that were kind of worthless. Uh, even well-fitted now actually has a purpose. Reduces your dodge rolling cost, which is actually not bad anymore. Um, yeah, it's yeah, not limiting dodge rolls of PvP is back. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just doing well-fitted now, so you can dodge roll forever. Um, yeah, that would actually be kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so they're adding that back in. Divines and infused being left as is. Yeah, divines and infused are left as is. Almost everything else was changed. Um, what do you guys think of Wrecking Blow nerf? I actually don't think it's a nerf. I actually like it. It's a good change. The knockback was annoying in PvE, and now there's two morphs. Dizzying Strike adds the knockback, um, and it's now... That's your PvP morph. Wrecking Blow adds in power, that's your PvE morph. There's a choice. Yeah, do you want CC like or do you want the power? It's a good choice. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually really like it. I don't think I, as a Templar, I will never use Wrecking Blow because Biting Jabs gives me Burning Light passive, so I will never, ever use Wrecking Blow because Biting Jabs is just too much damage. Um, but it is a good change. It, it's a really good change, and I really, really like it. Um... Yep. 
from Patch. Okay, sorry, did confirm. Casting any vampire ability will advance the timer by 30 mm. minutes. Ooh. Okay. Really is high risk, high reward. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yep. Um, changes to improved item traits, exploration uh, trait. They that was pretty much worthless once you've explored everything. Um, we now it's something when fighting monsters running around. What does it say? What does exploration give? Um, exploration something along the line of like exploration uh, increase of experience for damage given or something like that. I no, I think that's that's training. That's training now oh, does training, that. Right. So if you actually, I'll actually be making a full training set for when I want to grind CP. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it increases your experience from kills when you're wearing train. No, I think exploration for exploration trait clear choice for redesign since world's finance. Um, I was trying to read what it is. I know it's something different. Um, I, I can't remember. I know they changed it, and it's actually fairly interesting now. So, all right. So those were the notes from the Dark Brotherhood changes on the forums by our own Eric Robel himself, the Robles. So there we go, guys. That's the news for this week. We're going to go ahead and move right on into our tales, what we've been doing in the Elder Scrolls Online for the past two weeks because it's been a while. Obviously, we have our guest, uh, Gentleman Sour and Arkneer. So, Gentleman Sour, why don't you go ahead first and tell us what you've been up to in-game. Yeah, all right. Um, well, I'll give you two sides, one on console, one on PC. Um, so on console, I started the Wings of Fate Xbox Guild. And as you know, we've been getting a pretty good amount of people in there. Um, just trying to set up a dungeon run. Before, it was kind of bad timing. Not a lot of people could do it. Um, so we're trying to shoot for May 21st to do um, Fungal Grotto. Um, basically just leveling on Xbox. And same thing for PC. I've been leveling with Robot Dancer. She's been helping me run quests and take down world bosses. So... That's been basically my, my playtime, and of course, drinking and fishing. <laughs> drinking and fishing. What's the important part? I think that's our most popular uh, event on the North American mega server, Wings of Fate Guild. That's drinking and fishing. We always have a, a nice turn. We actually have, it was really funny, when we have other events, people kind of sign on as the event's going on, and they're like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. You know, they arrive when they want. People arrive early for drinking and fishing. Like, there's mm -hmm. people waiting for drinking and fishing. I'm like, I'm not even on yet. Like, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm uh, going to get on here and do all whatever. People are like, we're already out ready. We're ready. We got our drinks. We got our fishing poles. We're ready to go. It's like, wow, okay. Um, oh, there it is, James Harvey. Man, the chat room, you guys have been great. Exploration. This trait now increases all gold gain from monster kills. Ah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I knew it was something that was actually fairly interesting where people may actually want to do it. Maybe I'd do something like a, uh, a, a half training, half um, uh, exploration or something so that when I'm farming CP, I'm getting money as well. That'd be kind of neat. Um, all right. Uh, Arkinger, how about you? What have you been doing these past couple weeks? Well, uh, this week I haven't almost never logged into ESO because I was busy, but last week um, uh, I downloaded the PTS and I, I started running around in PTS, never did any combat except with Avi, uh, we, we did the world bosses, which I'll let Avi explain that because uh, it will be better, it was awesome. Uh, what I did was simply I just ran around in Anvil and Kvach 
tried to, you know, like I saw the Fighters Guild and stuff like that, and it was nostalgic. It was great. So basically, I was screaming around, uh, you know, enjoying the nostalgia in um, Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. That was my week. Um, we did the trials, which we what that was the first boss, right? We couldn't complete in trials. Last oh, Manacora. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Manacora. Yep. Yeah, we, 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 I tried to dance it, dance and seduce it. It didn't work. Uh, it, it, it should have been. It should have worked. I don't know why it didn't. I don't know why either. It should have. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, as you mentioned, there was um, the fishing night, which is always great. I'm sad that I I missed it this week. So, and that that passed as usual. We did naked fishing. We did naked dancing. We got killed by the guards. Nothing weird. <laughs> absolutely normal professional fishing fisherman work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was my week. Nice. Sounds uh, like oh, uh, oh. being naked is kind of a new part of the whole drinking fishing. <laughs> new. I, that's a standard. I think if yeah. you if you follow Robot Dancer on Twitter, you'll see a bunch of pictures. Yeah. She doesn't understand the rules. What happens at drinking and fishing stays in drinking and fishing. She's like posting it. I'm like, oh. She's <laughs> that friend that after you go out drinking, she posts pictures from the night before, and you're like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avi, how about you, sir? What have you been up to? Oh, man. What have I been up to? So I've been playing Overwatch, and no, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's gonna <laughs> kick me from the call. <laughs> no, I mean I I really haven't played too much ESO this last week, but I did play a good amount since our last episode. Um, I went on a grinding spree for a little while, which was uh, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, Deltia from Deltia's Gaming needed a grinding partner. I was the same level as him, so we decided to uh, group up. Slap on the rings of Mora for the XP bonus and just grind our hearts out. And I grinded from I think VR six or so to VR thirteen. So Avi wow. Optimal is now VR thirteen. I think that's probably where I'm gonna leave him until. No, you have three weeks yet. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I always say I'm gonna leave him, then all of a sudden I come on the next episode and I'm like, I. He's leveled some more, so... Well, you kind of did that now. Like, last time, I was like, oh, he's like VR6. Yeah, I'm going to leave him there. Now you're like VR13. You've, like, yeah. over-doubled his VR levels, <laughs> so... But the VR13 through 16 are just the most most tedious, you know? They're, they're really slow coming. The main grind spots that I go to, the XP is completely gone at VR13. So I had to have to go somewhere like uh, Rothgar or Imperial City. It's a... I just it's they're they're always way too populated and all the best grinding spots in uh Imperial City are in Daggerfall area. So it's just it's just kind of a more frustrating thing. But we'll we'll see it. We'll see how that goes. So yeah, I got the VR thirteen. Uh I wanna give a amazing shout out. I mentioned that I needed the willpower set because I'm trying to get all my armor set up for uh Dark Brotherhood the drop so I can get Avi optimal completely optimal and <laughs> nice. yeah, like what I did there huh? I did so uh, I Amanda sent me a message saying that she had a couple of willpower rings with arcane trait and I went oh my goodness and she said she'll send them to me and then I got on the game and there's a little message saying here's a little extra something I found in the bank if you end up needing it and it was the necklace so I have Three piece willpower and arcane, and 
Oh wow! I cried a little bit. That's, <laughs> I was, That's pretty so, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's, that is very nice. A so big shout out to Amanda. It was amazing to come home from work to and see. It made my whole day. And uh, I think that that's the second shout out she's gotten gotten from me in the last two episodes. Is that why you're doing this, Amanda? Man, got to get my name on tails. <laughs> I just realized that the Elder Scrolls Online retweeted our episode. Wow. Oh, good. Oh, I just wow. I just realized that. <laughs> that's well, thanks. awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Th thank you, Gina. Th thank you, Jess. I know it was one of you guys, probably. What nice, what nice people. <laughs> You guys are fantastic. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just was looking. I'm like, oh, what is this? I noticed I had all these, you know, notifications. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I looked at them real quick. I'm like, oh wow, ESO retweeted us. That's awesome. <laughs> the watchers on the stream have been um, steadily going up. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome. It's yeah, nice popular. Nice active today. chat. And uh, what else have I been doing? As Ark said, we went into the PTS. We jumped on a live stream. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were streaming um, da -da 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 -da, the Gold Coast. Okay. And we decided to go to the world bosses. There's the uh, one in uh, Kavach, the Kavach Battle Arena, which was, yeah. pretty, which was pretty fun. It was, it was a little simpler. And then we went to the other world boss. Which is like this gigantic what, minotaur or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This, this giant monster. We two, we two manned it, and it was an amazing fight. Like one of us kept dying, the other one had to stay alive. All of a sudden, it turned it turned into pure defense mode until the other person can get back up. And obviously, Ark's a tank. I'm a healer, so we were able to do that pretty well. That boss, that boss lasted maybe seven, eight minutes. It was a, it was yeah. a long fight. Wow. And I, yeah, we were, we were, I was really happy about that fight. Like, we geeked out, we geeked out about it a little bit. It was pretty <laughs> good. Uh, it's also when we learned about the rune, when we opened the rune, and we learned about the, uh, we jumped on, we jumped on all the pets, all the mounts, and we checked out everything that, that they had to offer on the PTS. And we learned that the, uh, <laughs> we learned that the lion is exactly the same as the senshei. Just with a different head. Yeah. Like, it, it was just—it was so funny because we like turned from a back view, and they look exactly the same. Then you turn around, and their heads are different. <laughs> they just add the mane to it, like hair. Yeah, I it see. It was—it 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 was funny. Nice. And uh, you know, that's that's pretty much what we did. We also did, and we went and ran one of the one of the delves. Which was right. a good time. It was it was pretty simple and pretty small. It wasn't as exciting as say the Rothgar delves or anything, but it it was nice. Uh, I'm really enjoying the Gold Coast, Kavach, and the whole area. Like Ark said before, it's a big nostalgia trip going back from Oblivion and seeing it, and it's just like uh, I'm so happy. It's where I want my house. <laughs> when housing comes, you know, it's where I want to live. So. When housing comes. When housing comes. Which uh, everyone stay tuned for next week because we have some news uh, that we want to talk about. But I wasn't going to talk about it on this episode. This was a specifically Dark Brotherhood. So next week, come back. We have some things to talk about. So, yeah. Right. That's been my week. All right. Well, I tested the um, test out Dark Brotherhood on PTS a little bit. Ark and I hopped in. And we were playing around for a little bit, just kind of geeking out about Kavach and and uh, Anvil and running all around and finding the 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 Dark Brotherhood hideout and 
um, playing with uh, the the different personalities and and things like that, and admiring the pretty mermaid statue. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we did that for a little bit. Um, shout out to Humane Sacrifice. We uh, Avi and I were doing PvP before Imperial City. What was it? Last night? No, not last. Last week, last Thursday, and. I got a message from Humane Sacrifice going, hey, I like Tails. Um, and he's like, good to see you out here doing some PvP. I said, um, you know, I said, thank you, and I'll give him a shout-out. And he goes, um, it's a shame Avi's not here. I'm like, Avi is here. He's in the group. He's like, oh, good. Well, now you're not going to die. <laughs> so a lot of work it, on you, Avi. It, it, it also happened to me and Ark on the PTS. Nice. Where we were inside the oh, yeah. delve, and all of, all of a sudden sent message, and was like, "Hey, Avi, fan of the show, uh, is a jealous with you?" And I was like, "No, jealous isn't here." He's like, "Well, be sure to tell him I said hi." And I'm sorry I didn't write your name down. I should have. My fault. Carly in chat. I hope it's related to housing. Well, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, nice. So shout out, as I said, to Humane Sacrifice. So I was going to do it last week. We didn't have a show, but I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Uh, PvP this Thursday with the DCN Guild in Imperial City. We were doing some sewers. Um, we kind of got crushed a little bit in the sewers a few times because there were a lot of people down there. Uh, so we decided near the end of the night that, you know what, we're, we're done with sewers. We're going to go out into the Arboretum to find some PvP, right? Just going to mess around a little bit. And there were so many bananas everywhere. And it was fantastic because we had Zakir with us. Um, a bunch of different people. Um, Zakir was with us. Glacier was with us. And it was great because th we pushed them all the way back to their spawn point. So they're standing on top of their spawn point, casting down at us. And we were just murdering them. And Zakir was like, hold on, I'll pull them down for you. So he gets his extended chains. And he grows up, grabs one, pulls them down to us, and we just annihilate them. Probably for like an hour and a half, we were just killing bananas left and right. It was fantastic. Um, it, w it was, fan it was as Glasser said, it was a glorious battle. It was... We when we got there, we were up on our platform. There were yellows everywhere. We jumped down. We started pushing them all the way back until we got all the way to the point where it was they were stuck up on their platform and they were trying to shoot us from up there. And our DKs just kept pulling them down and we just kept crushing them. It was so much fun. Um, and then I have a, a note saying check achievements. So I went over to my Twitter so I remember what it was. First off, uh, I finished. Last night, I finished um, at drinking and fishing. I finished all of the rare fish in Stonefalls. So next week, we're starting a new zone. I think it's going to be Deshaun. So we're going to work our th way through the Ebonheart Pack zones, and then we'll probably do the silver and then the gold and then the uh, then the expansion stuff. So nice. So got all those all twelve rare fish from Stonefalls, but likely the most important thing and the thing that uh, Amanda Gray hates me for is I was running with uh, Nerdman and his wife, um, uh, Lenwi, and we defeated White Gold Tower Vet. So I was very excited uh, about that. Finally got my clear congrats. on White Gold Tower Vet. So congrats. And who got, the, who got the helm? Oh, oh! By the way, and I actually think I mo mentioned this that now, I now hate Nerdman as much as you hate Zakir. 
medium divines mole Kennehelm for oh, for him and i'm God. sitting there we've got nothing i'm like i hate you i oh. he's like he already has a helm but he got the best one too and i'm like i just i hate you nerd man i don't but i do so nerd man is now if you if you looted it before him or if you did it before him after him yeah you would have got it that's how i see it with yeah the, he he took it from me. Like I opened up, oh, there it is. He reached in and grabbed it and ran off with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very upset. <laughs> but no, it was really great. We ran and and finally got that clear. Um, so that was that was exciting. Um, I know we were having issues getting past planar inhibitor before because that thing is just. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's really great now. So we we managed to finish that. Uh, so that was my uh, gameplay. Oh, no, I shouldn't say that. We forgot one other thing. Um, trials night was last night, our endgame night. We didn't have enough people to do trials, so we split up into two groups and did normal DSA because um, we had two healers who had never done it before, so we figured we'd get normal done. So they all got clears on normal. So um, hopefully we'll get their levels up, Robot Dancer and uh, um, Kilted Piper's wife, um, L.Y. DZ, Lexi, yeah, Lexi, um, and so they got those clears, we'll get them up, so we'll be doing some vet DSAs hopefully in the future as well if we don't have enough for trials, um, but yeah, it was a good time overall, really great, um, that was my gameplay for the week, so guys, it's the end of the show, that's it, we're done, that's it. so we're going to go around, you guys give your final thoughts, where people can find you, please give shout outs for your guilds as well, you know, the ones that you're running. All right. <laughs> um, oh, and before I log off of here, one more thing for me, um, actually I'll wait, I'll wait till it's my turn. Avi, go ahead and go first. Uh, yes, this was a really good episode, it's nice having a full cast, and uh, Ark, Gentleman Sour, you guys, very good time to talk to, so... I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for the Dark Brotherhood. Uh, hopefully next episode, I, my throat will be better and I won't have to mute and look like a mucus-spewing monster on the webcam <laughs> with a freaking with a tissue in front of my face for half the episode. So uh, that, that's, my, that's my goal. So yeah, really good episode. Where you can find me, you can find me pretty much everywhere. PlayStation Network, Steam, Twitter, uh, Instagram, any anywhere you can find somebody, I'm there, and that's at Avi Optimal, A V I O P T I M A L. Okay, uh, Arkin here. Well, um, it was great. It was great to be back, and I wasn't as nervous as the last time, which I know because I didn't play an Ultimer this time. So that's a great that's a great addition too. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the uh, episode. I, I I'm a fan of Dark Brotherhood. I have been since 2006 with the Oblivion, so yeah, I'm looking forward to everything we talked about on this episode. Uh, as for the guild, I'm running an uh, Dungeon Crawler Network European guild on PC. Um, we don't have much members right now, with Nate being absent. I guess that's one. That's one reason. Um, I need him to do the marketing part, <laughs> advertising part. Um, or the, other than that, I haven't started. Um, recruiting in-game, so I'll start that too. Uh, you can find me on as Arcanier anywhere because I made that name up, but I won't try to spell it out. Uh, you can see it under my um, camera, I guess. Is there? Is, is it there? Mm -hmm. Alright then, yeah. It, it's at Arcanier in-game on Twitter. Uh, I have a website which is idle at the moment because I don't have time to post anything on it. So basically, yeah. 
that's that. Okay. Uh, Gentleman Sour, what about you, sir? Yeah, um, I love the episode. Um, it was It's very surreal being on after listening to 100-plus episodes, starting from episode one. It's, it's awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, it's awesome to talk to everybody from, um, from DCN. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited for Dark Brotherhood. It was probably my favorite part of Elder Scrolls V. And I'm excited to have it come back. It was, um, it was definitely my favorite part of the game. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gentleman Sour. That's G E N T L E M A N S O U R. You can find me on Xbox. That is also my gamer tag. Um, I am running the DCN Xbox One Guild Wings of Fate. Um, like I said, we're trying to get more members, so please feel free to message me um, via Xbox or Twitter and um, come aboard because I'm trying to get some more people in to do a dungeon run. And um, I will be streaming on the DCN Twitch page on Saturdays uh, from usually 12 to 1 or a little bit afterwards. And um, I will be doing a 1500 crown pack giveaway on the May 21st stream. So May 21st, I'll be giving that away. Okay. Excellent. Um, Perfect. Oh, and just a a special treat after the the ending song ends. Stay tuned just a little longer because I have one other treat for you guys. So um, if you're you're watching, we have one other treat to give you at the end of the show, but you have to wait till the whole thing. All right? So... Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, for myself, you can find me in-game at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. Um, of course, make sure you join our Facebook page, uh, YouTube.com slash Network, Facebook.com slash Network. We have Steam and PS4 groups as well. Uh, all Dungeon Crawler Network. Check out our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. And thank you so much for those of us who support the network on Patreon.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. You guys help us out, keep us going. You guys are the best out there. Um, if you want to support us, you can find the links for that on the bottom of our website. Um, and make sure you leave us a YouTube like, little up check subscription there that always helps leaving us a review on itunes telling a friend about us all that helps get the word out so all that's great uh thank you so much we appreciate you coming out on this special episode thank you to my co-host avi as always our guest arcanier gentleman sour thank you so much for coming out and we will see everyone next week uh for the next episode everyone have a great great night everyone Serpent lights the ancient sky A breath of tainted stars Evil stirs and in its wake The souls of mortals sway And so
Draw the sun. 